Hey, Situational Practice, this message will always get you when you need it. Um, Let me tell you about my little existential journey that I've been going on for the past, oh, I don't know. It's been about a month now. And I believe, I believe, there it is, that's the right intonation. I believe that I am on the other side of it. Um, And it all started with me having made a mistake two years ago that... I know that I have dealt with and handled to the best of my ability. There's nothing more that I can do to acknowledge or rectify it. Now I just have to see what happens. And no matter what happens, I know that I'll be able to handle it. But that was the beginning of my existential existential journey. And it really had me asking, like, what is the purpose? Why? Why do we do anything at all? Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? And what is the meaning of just like existing in general? You know, I've been thinking about the wars that are happening. World War Three has broken out and you're either aware of that or you are still thinking that it's just a little small, you know, skirmish that's happening. Like and it just depends on your level of consciousness. But let me not get too bogged down in the details. Like World War Three has broken out. We have all sorts of just more in America specifically shootings, which, again, I don't know how many more signs I'm going to need that, like, I need to leave here. But that's probably a really big one, you know, that is time is time to go. Um, So there's just there's so many things that are happening. And I just I can't ignore it anymore. And I couldn't ignore it anymore. And I have been ignoring it partially because, you know, there are just some things that can help you that can help blunt your awareness of things around you. I mean, pharmaceutical companies wouldn't exist if they didn't have a patent on the ability to develop drugs that will make you completely ignorant of your surroundings or just not care about them as much as you would if you weren't blunting your response to, you know, the reason why you started taking them in the first place. So I've just been like struggling with it. And thankfully I have a a guider, a guidance in my life. I have a wonderful therapist who does a great job of reminding me to ask more questions instead of try to make declarative statements. And it's just something I have to be reminded of. I'm really good at doing it for other people. When it comes to myself, sometimes I fall a little bit short. But I was telling her that I just, I don't know anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't know. I feel like everything is just craziness. And, and I just don't have a context for any of the stuff that's happening. Like, what is the context? What is the purpose? What is the reason why? And she said, what is it like to just sit in not knowing? I was like, oh, it's really frustrating. It's annoying. I need a guidebook. I need some sort of guidance. I need something to tell me what to do. She's like, I mean, you could always go back, you know, to being Christian. And like, that really kind of made it made sense. But I was walking down the street last night. Well, actually, I went to an arcade and lost $20, not to the games, but to the ATM machine, because I forgot that it sometimes only gives you, it only, it gives you denominations of five instead of like a one $20 bill. It'll give you a denomination of five, which I think on the machine somewhere, it should say this machine only gives out denominations of five. I'm pretty sure the owner, either the owner has made a lot of money or someone you know, if there were a a bartender or someone who were aware of that, they could really make quite a bit of money, um, quite a bit of money off of people by making that mistake, which was really interesting because when I bought my drink, he said, well, we'll just do we'll just do half this time. 
And I was like, I'm not going to give you my other five. And then you give me a dollar. Like, uh, it was it was ridiculous. It was super frustrating. But like I had that experience, which had me primed up and frustrated. And then as I was walking home, there's someone that I always pass by. And I say, if I have some change, I'll give it to you. If I don't have any change on me, I'm not going to give it to you. Because my goodness, did I have a really bad habit of giving away all of my change, all of my money. I used to give away so much all the time. And part of the reason, just to be honest with you, that I did it was because I was hoping that maybe something good would happen to me if I continue to do good things. But I'm just here to tell you that that doesn't work. Um, do good things because you want to do good things, but don't do good things expecting the universe to do good things back to you because it just doesn't work that way. I'm not saying that good things won't happen, but they won't happen because you did something good. It'll happen because the universe is a gigantic soup of random randomness and, you know, random things happen. And sometimes those random things are good. Sometimes those random things are bad. And sometimes those random things can't be put on a morality scale, you know. So when I gave him my dollar um, and he said, thank you. And then I was, you know, continued walking down the street to get to my home. And this guy said, hey, man, excuse me. And I was like, I already know. I already know you're about to ask me for something. And I was like, yes, sir. What's up? Man, I just I just need 50 cents. I just need 50 cents. You know, um, I'm just 50 cents short. Can I have 50 cents? And like the truth is, I don't know whether or not this person was just 50 cents short. I have no idea. I have no idea. He could tell every single per if he told 100 people that he was 50 cents short. You can do the math. I mean, I could do the math, too. It'd be $50. I don't know why I'm acting like I don't know how to do math. Anyway, he would have $50. That's not bad, especially if he had 50 people coming by by an hour. Like, that's $50 an hour. That's not bad at all, just from asking for 50 cents. And again, if I would have let myself be in the mindset of being like the arbiter of truth and deciding, then, you know, I could have said, no, I'm not going to give you 50 cents. But I did have 50 cents. And I did say, I was like, well, I'm going to give you my last 50 cents. It wasn't my last 50 cents. I said that because I was frustrated. And I was frustrated because I feel like I go through my life doing nice things for people, doing nice stuff for other folks. I don't ever say anything about it. I don't ever do, don't tell people. I don't make TikToks about it. I don't make videos going off about how I, one time this person uh, I saw, I was on my way to work and I saw that their tire was low. So I went and bought uh, went to the store, bought, what did I buy? I bought a air thing for them to air up their tire. They had a spare. They just didn't know how to air it up. So I aired up their tire for them and then like gave them $10. And then one time I was on my way to a party. I was dressed in all white and I saw this lady and her son on the side of the road and they were trying to change a spare tire. And like I stopped, sat on the ground, forgot that I was wearing wear pa white pants, helped them air, helped them change the tire on the jet, which took like an hour and a half. It took an hour and a half for me to help these people change their tire. But I did it. I helped them change their tire. And then at the end, she was trying to give me money. And like I was like, no, I'm not going to take your money because you were on the middle of a door dash. You obviously are trying to make money. Why would I take some money away from you? Like, you know, like I don't go around doing things and telling people about the things that I'm doing. And I was just frustrated because I'm like, I keep doing all this nice stuff for people. When is it going to be my turn to have someone, you know, give me not 50 cents, but five hundred thousand dollars or something like that, you know? But so I said what I said and I feel bad about it. I should not have said it was my last. I think I said it so that maybe that person would feel guilty about it. Um, there's a variety of reasons, but I think the main reason is that I was frustrated. So as I was walking away, 
I literally screamed outside in front of everyone. I probably looked like one of those people that, you know, people assume something's wrong with them because of the way that they act in public. But like I literally screamed outside, God, I do nice stuff for people all the damn time. When are you going to do something nice for me? Right. Which is really elucidatory because it tells you that I have this covert contract with like reality because that's synonymous with God. But I have like this covert contract with reality where I'm like, well, if I do nice things, then nice things should happen to me. And to reject the idea that that is true, like would really like it would. That's one of those things that causes people to go into like a manic break or, or, or a depressive spiral. Like like that's a fundamental belief that I have about reality. And whether or not I want to say that it's true, I act as if it's true. And so it may as well be true, regardless of the words that come out of my mouth. But anyway, I said what I said, came home and uh, kind of, oh, I came home and I did have a little bit of a great experience. I'm not going to lie. I had a really good experience. I was I sometimes like to watch uh, Mortal Kombat videos um, instead of practicing Korean. But I like to watch Mortal Kombat videos and stuff. And I found this video by this guy called a Foxy Grandpa. And a Foxy Grandpa is a pro fighting game player. And what he does is so different than what other fighting game players do when they go online because this guy is really good. Like he's amazing. He's really, really good. But he will pick a character and he will just his game plan is just to spam the same move over and over and over again. And like the thing is, the reason that it doesn't work on everyone, because some people can and you have to be careful. I think this is part of, you know, coming out of the existential quagmire is realizing that you have to define yourself as different from others. And the way that you define it, you can be as graceful or as non graceful as you want. But it's like your dis- definition. Right. Because there are some people who really think that they're alive and conscious, but I don't think they know what a strawberry tastes like. I really don't. I don't think they have any idea of what a strawberry tastes like. I don't think they have any like perception of inner experience at all. And I know it sounds like I'm describing zombies and, you know, we could get into the philosophical discussion about zombies if you wanted to. But like, I just think there are some people in the world who ask questions like, is it cold outside? I don't know. What what is your definition of cold? You know, like, I just think there are people who don't have any conceptualization that they have control over the circumstances they are in and they will blame everything else other than their choices that they're making. And I know because I used to be there. I think that's where the term waking up comes from. But Foxy Grandpa will have this game plan and he will do it over and over and over and over. And he won't change not one aspect of it until that person shows him that like they can defeat it. And just the things that people will say, the way that they will complain. Uh, there was one guy he played that said, it's your cameo. You know, the, the so in Mortal Kombat, you have fighters that can assist you. And so he was like, well, it's your assisted fighter. So he changed his assisted fighter. It's like, well, you keep running away. So he changed to a character that got really close up in his face. He said, well, it's just your character. So he switched to the same character that this person had and beat him with it. And then it's just the level of like excuses that this person was making for his own behavior that had nothing to do with the fact that he didn't understand what neutral was. He was always jumping in the middle of the screen. Like it was just amazing to watch him dissect these players down into their core being. And that really gave me, gave me a ton of dopamine. So anyway, I came home when I watched that. I would love to make some videos like that. I think that would be fun.
But to do that, I'd have to go into combat league and Mortal Kombat. And I have not done that yet. I've just been practicing in versus mode because I want to make sure that I'm ready. And, you know, I think I need to define what ready is so I can go ahead and play. But anyway, um, so I watched that and then I kind of drifted off, drifted off to sleep. Um, But when I went to sleep, I had a dream and it was a very weird dream. I normally don't dream. um, But again, I've made a few changes in my life. And I think some of those changes have allowed me to dream more. Um, and in this dream, uh, it was actually about my mom, which is really strange. Those dreams are 50, 50, either a nightmare or there's something like a story about myself that I learned. Um, but in this dream, my mom had like a consort of women that she was with and they were all upset because she had had a reading by a psychic and she really believed in what ever it is that the psychic was going to had said to her. And apparently it wasn't anything positive or great because she was really, really worried about it. And so as I did as a child all the time, um, I sat down and listened to my mother's problems. I listened to her issues. I listened to the things that she uh, had to say, which is something that I did a lot as a kid. It was extremely annoying, um, extremely frustrating because as a child, I really wish, you know, I could have just been a kid, but whatever, that was the role that I had to play. And so I remember getting to a point with her where I was like, you know, just because this person said that does not mean that it's true. You know, I was like, the fact is you believe that it's true. And because you believe that it's true, you're behaving in a certain way that is making that true for you. And she said, well, no, that's not what's happening because I don't, I don't want that to happen. I don't want, and and then I had like a key, a key, like just realization that I didn't share with her, which is really important in life, y'all. Sometimes you don't need to share with other people the realizations that you have, because if they're not ready to hear them, they will come up with as many defenses, as many as many things as they can say to make that realization not true. They, they'll say whatever it is they have to say so that that realization won't be true. But I realized in that moment, it's not that you believe what this psychic has told you. You want to believe it. You do. You want to believe it because believing it allows you to X, Y and Z. And I don't have to go any deeper into what it allows you to be able to do Um, for, for the purposes of our conversations, though. Like it allows you to be able to continue to do whatever it is that you're doing and feel good and have the motivation for it. And so what I realized and what helped me come out of my existential quagmire is that there are a lot of things that I want to believe. There are a lot of things that I want to believe. I want to believe that I'm not social media famous. Um, when I went out to the uh, carnival, carnival, what did I call it a carnival? It was not a carnival. I guess it was a carnival-like atmosphere because it was Halloween. And I was trying to just do something other than just sit on my couch. But when I went out to the, went out to the arcade, someone recognized me from TikTok. And again, it's not that I'm not thankful. It's not that I'm not thankful for, you know, being able to be recognized. It's not that I'm not thankful or acknowledged that I have helped a lot of people. It's just there's some times where I just want to exist as a person and not initially be seen as that therapist from TikTok. And part of the problem is it's being seen as a therapist. It really is. Or at least that's what I want to believe. Some of it might just be genuinely that people are like, I see you, you know, Um, as much as being a therapist is cool. I also used it as a shield to protect myself from a variety, a variety of different things. 
Um, but someone recognized me and like it so totally took me out of the moment. It really did. And it wasn't it, I think part of the problem is that if I were a and I believe I'm going to get there. Wait, hang on, let me change that tone. I believe I'm going to get there a lot sooner than what I was expecting. Um, but I believe that if I were, you know, a little bit more financially affluent, then those sort of moments wouldn't bother me because I would feel like I had gotten something from the effort that I've put in. And this is just one of those things that you have to deal with, you know, kind of like celebrities. Um, I saw Keanu Reeves get upset the other day, which was really rare, but like he's a human being and I expect it. Like I don't expect Keanu Reeves to be the nice guy. Like it must be so difficult. And I'm sure Keanu Reeves is under constant stress all the time trying to maintain that good guy persona because we've all messed up. We've all made mistakes. And I think that, you know, if you do it right, you can present yourself as someone who never makes mistakes. But goodness gracious, how tiring that must be. And in this particular situation, I think Keanu Reeves was just tired. Keanu Reeves was just tired. Keanu Reeves was tired. He did not want to play that role anymore. He didn't. Someone asked for an autograph when he was out in public and he still did the autograph. But he was like, man, come on, bro. I'm just trying to shop. And like, again, there are people in the world who have no capacity for self introspection and then understanding how another's experience might be different. Like they see Keanu Reeves. They don't see this is simply a person who plays characters in movies and he has thoughts, feelings and actions just like I do. It's like they have an ownership over this idea in their mind about who this person is. And it's the same thing that happens in families, to be honest with you. People have ownership over an idea in their mind of who they think their particular family member is. And if you're not that, they will do everything that they can to change you so that you fit the image in their head instead of changing the image that's inside of them. Because if we think back to the earlier point of this conversation that I was having, doing that can be extremely terrifying. It can be extremely terrifying, be very terrifying. So I realized the most for me, I kind of have like a context for life now, which is really nice and helpful. Um, I haven't had one before. I mean, I did. It was back when I was a Christian. I had a context for life and the context was do whatever you need to do so that you don't end up burning in a lake of hell for all eternity. Um, but I now have a context for life for like what I think life is. And it, it is what it is. And it's an excellent tool to teach you how to just exist, how to just exist. And if you've been in this situation practice long enough, you know, I started talking about this. But again, I got to that point that I get to in most things where I'm like the the breadth and the depth of how far and deep this could go is is such a deep cast and I'm never going to get it done. But it, it was always getting it done by like an arbitrary timeline that I created for myself. So long story short, I really believe now that life is about teaching you how to exist and the easiest way to exist is to believe that you exist. And like belief is something that is so powerful. Like I think back to my time in the church where, man, there were some things, there were some things and stuff that I believe and take a sip from my coffee. I don't want to edit this video, though. Oh, man, you get a little ASMR with you. I mean, I don't know. The slurping sounds are kind of weird. I'm not weird. I can understand why people would enjoy it. I like the sound of like animals eating, but I can't stand the sound of humans eating. I just can't. It's annoying. It's annoying to me. Unless unless I'm in a context where like it is generally accepted 
that like making noises when you eat is like representative of really enjoying the meal, then it makes sense to me. But anyway, uh, get, got lost from my central point um, of belief, belief. Oh yeah. Whenever I uh, was a Christian, I remember having like deep emotional experiences as a Christian. Like I remember like feeling like deep physiological, like changes and rushes of emotion and rushes of understanding and like, oh my God, God is speaking to me right now. You know, like I remember what it was like to believe that God was speaking to me or believe that this was a message from God or believe that, you know, um, joy was going to come in the morning or believe. And like, as for all the things that like Christianity, as far as the belief system, you know, the things that it has gotten wrong and the people that it's hurt, like the idea and the experience of learning how to believe something and then believing it, like you can really take that away from that experience. And so if you're struggling with like remembering how to believe or how do I believe something, like it, you just think back to that time. You believe something by behaving as if you do. You know, I believe, I behaved as if I believed that there was a place called hell that I would go to if I did bad things. Hell, I still act like that. I still act like and behave in such a way that I believe, like I act like I believe that if I make a mistake, like the end, the world is going to end. Like I, I act like I believe that if I'm not perfect, then I'm going to lose everything. I act like I believe that I can't learn Korean. I act like I believe that I, I can't do things. I act like I believe that I'll never have the financial, you know, success that I see so many other people have, you know, and it's frustrating because like, I feel like I've taken a financial literacy class. I understand why so many celebrities and singers and people are broke. People in general are broke. People are talking about I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life and I still feel poor. Yes, it's because you don't have it. And, and the thing is, they get really, really, really upset if you call them out on it. If you say, do you have an Excel spreadsheet where you track every single penny that comes into your house and every single penny that goes out? Well, I don't have time to do that. I don't want to do all that. All right. It took me one time doing it. One time, one time making an Excel spreadsheet of the last three months of my expenses, putting everything in and everything out and saying this is unsustainable and there's no one else to blame. No one else has access to my debit card but me. But me, I'm the only person that had access to that. And that's how you can, you know, if you make $10 an hour and then you start making 20, if you increase your living expenses by 45%, you really only got a 5% raise. But if you're making $10 an hour and then you take that other, I'm just saying this is an extreme example, but you take that other 10, that other 50% that you have, you put 40% in the bank and maybe increase your living expenses by five and then just have 5% that just sits in there or whatever, like you would see, you would experience it. But like we go through life and it tells us that we need all these new things. It tells us that we need all the next new gadgets, the newest stuff. And we believe it. We believe it. And you know how we believe it? We buy stuff. It shows that we believe it. So to, to, to end this message, because I, I do need to study my Korean, um, to end this message, like if you're like feeling like you have no hope, there's no reason to go on. Life makes no sense. I'm not going to tell you what you need to believe. OK, I'm not. I'm just going to say you need to believe in something, something, believe in something. Um, and once you figure out what you want to believe in, ritualize that belief. I believe that I am going to be financially successful. I believe that I am going to learn Korean and I believe that I am going to one day 
have an experience, do something that is going to dramatically change the way that I exist on a day-to-day basis. I don't think I'm going to wake up worrying about ridiculous things. I think I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go exercise. I'm going to wash my face and brush my teeth. I'm going to have a wonderful breakfast. I'm going to play video games for an hour, an hour and a half. And it's going to be a game that I'm having a wonderful time in. I'm going to continue to study my language. I'm going to go work for three to four hours. And then after that, I'm going to pack up work, which is not going to be stressful. It's not going to be difficult. It's going to be something that I want to do. And then I'm going to go I'm going to explore the world. I'm going to explore the world. I'm going to have conversations with people. I'm going to meet different people. I'm going to have different experiences. I'm going to learn about different cultures. And it's going to continue until one day my heart stops beating. And then whatever comes after this phase of existence will be next. Like, I believe that. I believe that. And you know how I believe that? I'm acting as if I believe it. I woke up this morning and I went and walked on the treadmill. And no, I didn't run. I didn't run yesterday. I did. I ran my heart out the other day. I really did. I did not run today. And I didn't run because I I say I didn't feel like running, but I didn't I I didn't want to run today. I don't believe I want to run today. And I wanted to just do it. It wasn't about how hard I'm doing and it's about establishing a habit of consistency and getting it done. So what is it that you believe? That's the question. That's the question for today. What is it or the week or the next two weeks or whenever I come back on and feel motivated to share this with you? What do you believe? What do you believe? And what do you want to believe? And just realize, just like the people playing video games, there's a thousand excuses you can come up with for, to go against what you believe. It's so easy. It is so easy to make excuses. It should not be this easy to make excuses about things, but it is. It's, it's, in, it's insanely easy to make an excuse. It really is. It's very difficult, though, to hold a space and come up with a reason to do it. But you can make an excuse why you don't want to do it all day long. So are you tired of making excuses? You know, like, are you tired of making excuses? Do you want to believe something different? Because once you really believe it and start acting as if you believe it, then you will notice. You will notice that your life changes. It can't help but change. Your your entire framework for how you live your life and day to day and doing things will change dramatically simply because you've changed it. Simply because you've changed it and you've done nothing different other than choose to believe something else. So this was helpful. Please share the situational practice with friends that you trust. Don't go sharing this with everybody. Don't go telling everybody about the situational practice. I don't want everybody to know because I don't want to get those people in. Like, goodness gracious, I've had to delete. One time I made a mistake and let in one of those demons that just was like everything I said, they had a problem with it. I'm like, you came into my house to disagree with me? You you really typed in the situationalpractice.com, went through my intake thing to come in here and disagree with me? Nah, man, you're not, it's not worth it enough like that. You know, I don't need any of that. So anyway, I hope this message finds you well. Um, I hope it gives you some hope because I have hope now. I believe, I believe that my life can be different and I believe that I'm taking the steps to do it. And I believe that if you believe that you can do it, then you can do it too. For sure.